about how the um um what's it called OBJ is going to be in purple soon. <laughs> you think that goes down? Uh, yeah. Well, Colin Coward just came out an hour ago and said OBJ officially wants out. He won't go public with it, but he knows it's a good fit. Um, wow. Uh, supposedly, I think I think it's going to be, be for a second and a fifth round pick. Trade is not done, but the deal is certainly being discussed. So it's funny because we were just talking about the NFL post and OBJ opening up his box of his Browns jerseys. And, and I was telling Poulin, um, yeah. they're, um, he's probably like, wow, this is going to be purple and gold anyway. I'm going to throw <laughs> these out when, I'm, when NFL decides to hang up. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like that fit, honestly. Um, yeah, I was saying the same thing. Oh, yeah, thing. yeah, we all good. agree with that. I mean, Kirk, I mean, you're going to Kirk Cousins and someone who can actually get the ball to him. And they just – they need a replacement for Diggs anyways. Yeah, so. and you're talking second and a fifth. That's great value. I mean, he is mm-hmm. a friggin' knucklehead with thoughts, but uh, – Yeah, but he was – like Colin Coward was saying, like – Colin Coward was like, you know – I mean, yeah, he is a knucklehead, but he was kind of like – he was kind of a good soldier this year. Other than uh, there was that one game where he wore like he was like wearing a Rolex or something that was kind of crazy, but other than that, he was kind of quiet. Yeah, he wore like the to, orange Rolex to... in a game and got fined right. like fifty grand or something. Like compared to some other years, though, he was for the most part he was kind of quiet. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, clearly there was um, there was divide between. Diggs and the Vikings for whatever reason. I think Diggs is, I don't know. I feel like he's becoming a head case. Like you did, you were in a, yeah, a, a great situation. You were on a playoff team. Um, you had a huge game with three touchdowns in the, in the middle, uh, middle half of the year. Um, you have Adam Thielen on the other side of you. Now you have a healthy Dalvin Cookback. You beat the saints in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're a game away from the NFC championship game. Like what, what more do you want? Like, it's just me. And then he had like that. um, It was like the me, me, me thing. Like get me the ball yelling at Kirk cousins. Like, yeah, I get it. Quarterbacks and receivers are going to get into it now. And then like, yeah, you should get me the ball. Or uh, I thought I was running this route. You want me to go here? Like, I get that. That's going to happen. It happens with every quarterback receiver combo for the most part. Um, But it's just a head case. So, I mean, I don't know. I think OBJ, if they get him, they can use it. It's great because they, ha- they have two first-round picks. Um, you know, Jared and I were talking about this earlier in text, and they can mm-hmm. use that elsewhere. Um, yeah, they need defense huge, you know. Yeah, they're going to need secondary. Yeah. They, uh, you, know, they, they've, um, you know, they lost uh, Xavier Rhodes. I mean, he, he regressed greatly year over year. Um, yeah, I mean, he's just yeah. he's been around a long time. Yeah, so um, it's not like you know the the roads closed or whatever it was like three years ago. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting. So, um, uh, hey, I was gonna I was gonna ask you guys, um, who do you guys have pegged as your draft sleeper? Just so we don't all have the same guy. Oh, we might as well you just go that? right into it. We're already we're yeah. already talking here. Let's just oh go yeah right yeah into it, man. Well, um, just looking at the just looking at the list you sent, Adam, you had um, like three or four things. Yeah, I, you're not. Yeah. Yeah. See, we can start with that. Screw it. Let's do it. Well, 
All right. Well, I don't know if we have the same one. That's why I was going to ask you guys. I have you know a I mean? few people in mind, so oh, okay. I can. Yeah. I'll, well, I was going to go with uh, Lamichael P. Ryan from Florida. All right. Let's hear it, man. Yeah. No. I well, um, just talking about draft sleepers. Um, I think that that he's probably a good sleeper. If you don't know him, he's the running back coming out of Florida. Um, yeah. Yep. He kind of. You know, junior and senior year were probably his big years. Um, I mean, I didn't watch the guy's whole career or anything, but I saw a few games this year with him. Um, he's related to Samaj P. Ryan. I don't know if you guys know him. He yeah, the old running the... back of the um, – Yeah. Um, he, he was he, of the skins. Yeah, Red yeah, yeah. skins. He's on the skins. I don't even know if he's still on the skins, actually. He might have ended up somewhere No, else, I think but... he's on a different team, but I, I remember yeah. him when he was on the skins. Um, but yeah, no, LaMichael P. Ryan. I mean, if you can watch his highlight tape from Florida, I think he's good. Just a few games I was able to see him this year. Like he was making some plays, you know, touchdowns, keeping them in games, things like that. Um, if you read into it, it's just kind of like he's a strong runner. Like, you know, they basically call him a downhill runner. You know, he can find the holes pretty good. And he'll be able to do that at the next level, but they kind of have him pegged as like a backup in the NFL saying that his weakness would be like, he's not very elusive, but I was just watching his highlight tape again. And I mean, they, there's plays where they spread him out as a receiver, you know, catches a quick little screen, might, might break it like, you know, more than once. So I think he's a little more elusive than, you know, maybe he's getting credit for and, you know, I don't know. It you know, you know how it is with these running backs. They already kind of get slept on anyway. But if he ends up in the right situation, um, I think he just has potential to contribute to a team. You know, more than than a second or third string backup role. You know, I'm not saying he's going to get drafted and be the best running back in the NFL or anything. But I don't know. I think he's going to surprise people. I th- I think, like I said, I think he's more elusive than he gets credit for. And he's coming off a really strong season in Florida. So I'm just curious to see, you know, where he gets drafted and who gets him. But I got him pegged as my sleeper uh, for this year's draft. So, wow. yeah. Who? Do, what about you guys? Who do Excellent. you guys got? Let's hear it, Jared. Uh, I got a bunch, of course, all offensive. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh. Yeah, there's there's just so many. This this class is just so talented, top to bottom. Um, honestly, I'm probably gonna go with uh, Antonio Gibson um, out of Memphis. He is a listed as a wide receiver, played wide receiver in college, but play also played running back. He translates, in my opinion, to a running back. I comp him to David Johnson. He mm. literally reminds me of him the second highest speed score in this class and um, anyone that's into analytics speed score for running backs is predictive, um, you know, of fantasy success. Mm -hmm. I think that his skill set, being a wide receiver, being able to run all the routes, also the size he is, he's basically a running back. He's the size of a running back. A lot of NFL teams tried to get him to go running back at the combine. He didn't. I think that's going to hurt his draft stock. And I think it's actually good uh, as a sleeper because obviously you're going to get a better right, right. deal when he does convert to running back. 
I can see him being elite. Um, he honestly needs to get some reps. It's not like he's been playing running back his whole life, but um, the measurables are all there. The skill sets all there. And if he lands in a good situation, uh, you know, I think of like the Lions uh, potentially grabbing him late. I think he would be a perfect fit. And he could honestly, I, lo- I love carry on, but I think he could definitely take that mm. job. So he went through the combine as a receiver. Yeah, Correct. And and he's he's literally he's literally the size of a back. Right, right. Um, except except he can run every route and he's incredibly fast. He ran a let me think let me see if I can remember. I think he ran a four four zero at the combine. He absolutely blazed and uh, he should have been running with the running backs. But right, right. Again, he he made a bad made a bad call. Honestly. His agent probably should have talked him into, you know, going as yeah. a running back. But these things, these things happen. There's a couple wide receivers that probably should have tested as tight ends too in right, this class. Right. And, uh, you know, I think this is one of those scenarios where they just kind of mislabeled him and uh, we're going to see it right. soon enough. But it you know? kind of feels like at, at the end of the day, so, like if the guy gets drafted and, and then the team says like, hey, we want you to like try some running back. I feel like most players in that – at that point would do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. I mean, you know, your, your, your employer is going to ask you to do something. Right. You're right. Do right. It. So I definitely think it's one of those spots and that's why I got him as a sleeper right now, instead of, you know, borderline top five back. Right. Right. Nice. I, um, I have a a few, and I'll touch on them both, but one is not really a sleeper, but he's just not talked about at all. Um, A lot of people came to know this guy. If you guys haven't seen the All or Nothing series from back in 2017 um, when Michigan was on it, Um, Mm -hmm. but I think someone just not talked about um, enough um, and I think he can make a big impact again, uh, like any rookie, as long as they're part of the, you know, they're, they're in a, a good situation. They can be utilized, you know, quickly, um, you know, maybe inserted as a slot receiver or fourth receiver um, to make an impact and get on the field time. I think this guy has the chance to maybe beat out two of the top four receivers when we're talking about, uh, Jefferson, Judy, um, C.D. Lamb, um, and uh, Henry Ruggs, I think this guy has the chance to be in the middle of that mold, and that's Donovan Peoples-Jones. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of his. I think he's um, – it's a deep draft class, so you're, you're not talking about him a lot. But this guy's reliable. Um, you know, he's um, – I think he's an all-purpose threat. You know, he had an average year last year. Um, I mean, Michigan's been up and down and, and very inconsistent quarterback play. Um, you know, I, he only had 47 receptions, um, 612 yards last year. He had eight touchdowns. But I think if he's given an opportunity, this is, this is someone that can blow up quick. Um, I think he's got the skill set. Um, he has the work ethic. I think this guy's a grinder. Um, and kind of the other one is starting to creep up into draft boards uh, from what I've been reading is A.J. Dillon from, B- from B.C. 
I think this guy, yeah. no, no one's talking oh, yeah. about him at all. Um, you know, uh, some, some analysts are saying that uh, he's going to go undrafted. I, I don't think that. I think he could be taking anywhere, um, you know, from between the third and the fifth round, more likely the fourth or the fifth. But I think there's a ch- an outside chance for him to get, th- to get drafted right. in the late third. Um, this guy is fast for being how big of a back he is. And I personally saw this guy, um, you know, literally run. They ran him into the ground against Clemson. I was at that game in BC a couple of years ago. Um, mm-hmm. The guy can carry a workload. He can be a bell cow back. He can, he can handle 20 to 30 carry games. He can catch out of the backfield. Um, I think this is someone that could surprise a lot of people who'll probably be inserted as a backup, but I think he has the potential in the ceiling to where he could overtake someone that we think, let's say in Arizona goes ahead and snags him. Um, you know, in, in Kenyon Drake, you know, he's on a one-year deal right now. Let's say the A.J. Dillon, or, right. you know, they, they bring him in. He could step in and replace, you know, so – uh, if he finds himself in a situation like that where he can get touches as a, as a um, you know as the spell back to whoever's starting, I think he has a good chance. Mm-hmm. So Adam, both of those guys you mentioned had amazing combines. They both improved their draft stock huge. Um, I think people really saw their athleticism <clears throat> when the combine mm-hmm. rolled around. Um, and speaking of Donovan Peoples-Jones, I actually mentioned in the take before um, there was a couple tight end or wideouts that um, I thought should have been going as tight ends. He was mm. actually one of them. I think you look at him as a wide receiver. I don't think he's personally, for me, I don't put him in the same conversation as like the Lamb and the Judys. But, I mean, if you're talking tight end, now you're talking about someone more like Evan Ingram, and I can get behind that 100%. Yeah. So he was a guy that, speaking about without you know mentioning right no name. and i mean a, a good comparison yeah like you said evan ingram someone who's super fast and can you know um take the top off of the de- of a defense uh you know for sure um he, he is you know he's he's listed here he's six two two hundred and eight. but yeah i mean you could if if you could put him there yeah absolutely i just think um you know he, he was more known last year than his final year in college. Um, so it's um, in 2018 versus 2019. I just think I, this guy, um, you know, he, he, he can turn into a barn burner for sure. Um, mm. You know, when he split out wide. Um, yeah, no. So it'll be interesting. Those, you know, we'll have to um, see who, uh, who ends up um, beasting? It's it's going to be yeah. interesting. And as I said, this class is super super deep. Like uh, you know, Jared said, it's just yep. it's um it, top to bottom. This is one of the more exciting draft classes. Um, you know, twenty eighteen was very exciting. Twenty nineteen, eh? This year is um is good, and it sucks that the, we're hunkered down by this frigging coronavirus to see Roger Goodell announce picks from his fucking basement. Um, <laughs> so that's, that's going to be interesting. Um, I, I know. And the thing that sucks about that is like, I don't know if you guys knew the NFL draft had it all planned out. They were going to have like the boat and bring the guys up on the water. What, did you guys right. see that? Yeah. You guys yeah. saw that? I mean, that was, I thought that, I thought that was going to be cool, but uh, probably looking at another year or two before we see that. 
Yeah, who? I mean, yeah. who knows at this point? Um, hey, hey just... uh, I, I was going to ask you guys one more, one more player here. Um, he's not really like I guess I wouldn't say a sleeper because he's kind of a big name. But as far as running backs go, because you hear about um, the you know the kid you like, Adam Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Yeah. Dobbins, like you kind of hear those guys talked about a lot, um, but. Yeah, I've been late literally today when I was watching, like, I think it was Bucky Brooks or something, somebody on NFL Network on their mock draft. They had DeAndre Swift has their number one back. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. So, you know, I was watching a little bit of his highlights and stuff. I mean, I think he's pretty good. Uh, You know, there's some there's some criticisms about him at the next level, but. What do you guys think about him, um, and how do you see him translating to the NFL level? So uh, I think – I definitely think he's a three-down right. back. Uh, I definitely wouldn't call him a sleeper, right, though. Right, I'd right. say two months ago – two months ago, he was getting mocked as the number one pick in yep. rookie drafts. Um, so he had a bunch of hype. I think after the combine, Jonathan Taylor kind of put a lot of that to to rest, really Mm -hmm. showed his talents. But um, I think he translates fine. I think he's first-round talent. I don't don't know if he's going to end up in the first round. We'll see. But uh, I like the player. He's my my third back Mm -hmm. in this year's draft, my third best back. Yeah, I like him. And – you know, I'm a, I'm a, I like J.K. Dobbins too, and I know Adam's a big Taylor guy, but watching DeAndre Swift, I'm like, man, he just looks like an NFL running back to me. I don't know, he looks like a back that I would want to draft. So, like you said, I mean, he's not he's not exactly yeah. a sleeper, but I just thought it was surprising when, like, now all of a sudden, some guys have him as their number one back. So I I comped him out as Matt Forte. I thought that was probably the best recent historical yeah. comp to his game. Um, so that's kind of where yeah. I am with him. Yeah, jo- like Jonathan him Taylor. He's my number one. Um, I think that I think this guy is Saquon two point uh, either Saquon or Zeke Elliott, maybe a mix of both. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this this guy, like yep. Jared said, he's a three down back. He can catch out of the backfield. He can pass block. Um, you know, he showed up at the comp like four, this, three, not. I, I, I just um, the guy's unbelievable. I think there's um, I think the, the potential is just, you know, the ceiling and, and nothing against DeAndre Swift. I think both backs are going to do, you know, uh-huh. incredible. And I hope both, uh, you know, along with everyone else in the draft, have healthy, safe careers. And obviously, like we've we talked about this last week. Um, on the mock draft where, you know, people shy away from running backs because they take the beating, they take the workload, they get hurt. Look at Todd Gurley's career. Now he's on a right, right, right. deal with the Falcons when the guy just what went off for however many 20-something touchdowns, uh, you know, two years ago and helped bring his team to the Super Bowl and completely um, regressed last year. Other, other than I think he still had 13 touchdowns, but he was not utilized as much as we saw the year before. But um, right. you know, where, where backs have the stigma, I just, you know, look at, you know, Zeke Elliott, you know, he's been a bell cow. Look at Christian McCaffrey. Now the, the highest paid running back in NFL history, um, skinny, fast guy, um, that takes the beating and has, you know, taken close to 40 carries some games, 40 touches. Yeah, and, like, and, and you got to think about the amount of receptions 
McCaffrey. Right. You know, like that's what these, yeah. you know, these running backs now they really got to be able to to do both. Um, yeah, to, to to hit that kind of contract that McCaffrey just yeah. got. If we're talking you know? super deep sleepers, um, you know, I think a, a few people that we're we're not talking about enough. There's a wide receiver out of Arizona State, Brandon Ayuk. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think he he could. Um, I think he has incredible talent. Um, I think you know he probably go in maybe the third round or so, but he's someone that could be that could produce as like a late first round talent, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he's big. He's uh, you know has speed. Um, you know, had a decent year. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But um, the, the rookie class. I mean, we could go on and on and on. And now you, if you look at some of the deeper mock drafts where people get into like the second and the third round, um, there's players that pop up there that you recognize. And it's like, wow, this is, this is a real deep draft. Like it's a truly, you know, in, in draft in years past, we've seen it. You watch the first and second rounds. You're like, all right, time to shut off the TV. Right. Um, right. But it's uh, yep. this time around. It's it's not like that. Um, mm-hmm. And there's going to be heavy trading, especially because of the QB carousel going on. Um, there's gonna there's gonna be a ton of movement, uh, obviously, in uh, what we think in the first six picks. Um, there's, uh, just, there's, yep. there's just so much. And you're talking butterfly effect. It's going to change everything. I thought this year was probably one of the hardest years to mock. Um, the talent's so deep and um, there's so much team need early in the draft with the slotting that it's going to yeah, get well, interesting free agency, for sure. It changes every mock, like go back, uh, you know, to everyone's mock. I mean, <laughs> other than Daniel Jeremiah's, you know, some of these, he's an excellent analyst, but some of these other guys, their mock drafts are nothing. And I'm like, I'm not doing any mock draft until after free agency, at least two weeks in a free agency, we can't mock because right, uh, right. everything's going to change. Like, yeah. you know, people have, um, you know, they, pe- people have the Colts taking a quarterback, obviously, until obviously Philip rivers took control. And there was obviously rumor of him going there, but people thought they, they might wait and just, um, you know, get a quarterback. I mean, it's not like they're, um, Two two late in the first round, so yeah, if a free agency changes everything, right? So, right. Um, now where you know, and and it's still forever changing because now Minnesota, if OBJ gets traded, with the, the newest rumor is OBJ is going to go to Minnesota for a second and a fifth round pick. Well, Minnesota has two firsts. Mm-hmm. If they are able to get OBJ and keep two first round picks, they can they can put it on the O line. They can put it on a defense. Um, you know, you never, you, you don't know. It's everything's, we don't know till it happens. So right. It's going to be interesting. So let's yep. go into that. So um, the two things. So this trade OBJ could be on the move again. The Browns blatantly came out and said, we're not trading OBJ at the beginning of this off season. Mm-hmm. And anytime a team says that I'm like, bullshit. They're, they're obviously, <laughs> if they, if they have to come out and say it, we're not, uh, right. I, you know, there's, there's truth behind um, a little truth behind every rumor at some point. And obviously I think uh, this makes all the sense in the world. Um, it's going to regret. Now, what do the Browns do now? Um, what is Baker going to do? So um, it's, this is crazy. If it goes through, I mean, for a second and a fifth, it's kind of a steal at that point. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I, th- I think it'd be a good fit for yeah. Minnesota and the Vikings. And remember, the, Adam, the Browns got rid of John Dorsey anyway, so he was probably the guy that brought Odell in. So, uh, And, you know, it's a new coach and everything, even though, um, you know, you, Odell's talent is what it is. But, I mean, it, even though they're saying they won't do it, it wouldn't surprise me if they do it. Obviously, you know, what they, wherever there's smoke, there's fire. So uh, with the rumor being out there, I'm sure there's some truth to it, you know. Absolutely. And uh, look at their teams. Browns just hired the former offensive coordinator from the Vikes. So I think it's something that would be easy to do. Mm -hmm. They got the relationship. I think it's a perfect fit. I mean, Diggs is a great receiver, great route runner. He's obviously kind of got that diva wide out mentality. And I think uh, you're talking about Odell, who's pretty much the exact same way. So, I mean, I don't really Mm -hmm. think they miss a beat. Um, and I don't think Odell was like a locker room problem. It didn't seem like that right. last year. So yep. I like it. Yeah, I mean, um, I wonder, him and Jarvis Landry are best friends. So I'm sure Jarvis, I mean, he was carrying the team and I think had more majority of the targets last year anyway, um, at least in receptions, I believe he led. But um, yeah, I, I think th- th- it could be a bounce back year if this were to go through um, for OBJ. You know, I know that he was uh, had nagging injuries and didn't have the year he did. And, you know, going back to his quarterback play, his quarterback didn't deliver. Um, you know, happy birthday, Baker Mayfield, you trash. <laughs> um, like, it's just if, – if, even if they trade OBJ, the Browns should still make the playoffs. Like, you got Austin Hooper. I mean – Yeah, they still have and, a very good team. You know? And you still have like some, you still have some solid picks in this draft from accumulating so many over the years. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're not set up for success this year. Yep. Um, but if OBJ, if, yep. still got if, if OBJ goes to Minnesota, I think he could have a monster bounce back year with Kirk Cousins. Yep. Um, and I, you know, Adam Thielen is a t- is a team player. Adam Thielen's the, obviously the clear cut number one wide receiver, even with OBJ being inserted. Um, I still think I, I, I'd still view Adam Thielen as the number one there in Minnesota. I mean, the guy's just the reception machine. Uh, him and Cooper Cup are just reception. Mm-hmm. Dude, they just, they, they, I mean, they catch everything. So, um, but OBJ being inserted, it clearly opens up that offense. Um, you know, I think even a little more because then you don't have the, you know, the, the, the antics with digs and I'm not getting the ball enough, this, that, and the other thing. I mean, OBJ might kick a net and get hit in the head again, but yeah, I mean, he's not gonna, <laughs> um, you know, cause any significant locker room damage. I don't think. Um, so I think it'll be great for Minnesota if, if, if that ends up happening. Yeah, I agree. Um, the, the Brandon cooks thing. Yeah. what uh, This is I'm, Bill O'Brien's plan. So, so bro? this is the Texans answer to, uh, but you know, they, by the way, guys, I saw David Johnson. They said today passes physical, so it looks like that trade between uh, for him and Hopkins will be going through. But uh, I was actually thinking about Brandon Cooks. Now, credit to the Texans, you know they went out and signed somebody, and Cooks isn't the worst player, even though he's not coming off the best of seasons. But it's kind of funny when you think about his career, like drafted by the Saints which seemed like a great fit 
Um, but just a couple years in or so, they moved on. He goes to New England. They go to a Super Bowl. Uh, he goes to the Rams. The fall. Yeah, he gets injured in he that. He gets Super injured. Bowl, out of the game. Uh, goes to the Rams the next year. They go to the Super Bowl. So it's like, hmm. And now he's being moved moved again. So Did- it's kind of interesting because he seems like a valuable piece to some of these teams, but. At the same time, he, he just keeps getting moved around. So, what do you guys think about the Texans grabbing him? Uh, I honestly no. don't like the move at all. I think it was uh, – I, I like Cooks as a player. I'm definitely concerned. If I was a GM, I would be super concerned about his the rest of his NFL career. The guy's yeah. taken so many shots, so many major mm-hmm. brain injuries. I think you just, you know – I think you're playing with fire right. and nothing against right. Cooks. I like him as a player, but I mean, if I, if I get a second round pick in this draft, I'm going after a stud rookie that I'm going to have for the next mm-hmm. five plus years. I'm not going to mm-hmm. go after a risk like that. I mean, plus you got huge shoes to fill. I mean, arguably the best wide receiver in football traded away right. for a bag of peanuts. I mean, you know, you're never going to get that production out of right, right. pretty much anyone. So, I mean, I would, I would have, I would have used it on a rookie pick, locked him up. Well, had the next. That's what the. Uh, I don't some like of the it. criticism I've seen. You know, I don't know the exact numbers and everything, but uh, one thing I read was basically saying they, they they're taking on the same contract that they basically would have taken on with DeAndre Hopkins. So it's like doesn't really make sense. So it kind of feels like doesn't yeah. it just feel like they were just desperate to sign any receiver to be like, Oh, look, you know, we got somebody. Bill O'Brien's an idiot at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. Like if, if you sign Bill Brandon trying to, save his to the same contract that you had. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if it, I don't, like I said, I don't know if it's exactly the same, but they are basically. Yeah. So it, so it's not. It's more money. He's getting more money, and he's getting more guaranteed oh, okay. money than yeah. Hopkins oh, wow. right now. Oh, so it's, it's worse. Jerk, so Bill O'Brien's that much more of an idiot. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh, that's, Absolutely. Uh, that's terrible. That's just – I mean, Bill O'Brien, and the fact that he's now – they didn't have a GM last year. Now he's labeled as a GM, too. It's like, dude, what what is the Texans' ownership doing? Mm-hmm. Like, But, uh, but uh, hey, uh, at, at, at the of, same time, though – you know, obviously Cooks is not Hopkins, but do they look at it and say like, "Hey, man, everywhere this guy's gone, you know, over the last couple of years, the you know his teams are winning." Other than he is younger, he's still only. I mean, other other, other than last, yep. so, other than last year, the Rams yeah. shit the bed, but you know, Super Bowl hangover or something. But for the most, oh, he's twenty six. He's twenty six yeah, yeah. years old, so he's still really young. You know, we, I, um, I, 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 just, I think there's more. I mean, the Texans are always going to be criticized for getting rid of Hopkins, but not saying I agree with it, getting rid of him, but I would bet that there's more to this story than we'll probably ever know. Like, I think there probably was some kind of rift between him and O'Brien or something. You know, I'm just throwing throwing stuff out there, but maybe Hopkins, maybe just, he wasn't the best locker yeah. room guy where they look at it like, Hey, we'll downgrade a little bit for a guy like Cooks who's got the Super Bowl experience. He's a locker room guy, whatever it is. You know, I call bullshit on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, like, well, It's Bill O'Brien. Okay, I, I do. Yeah, I'm just seeing what you guys think. He's you gotta, you gotta think. 
Yeah, all it, ego. It's Bill O'Brien's big ego. Exactly. It's, so he's the locker room problem. I mean, yep. Yeah, he is, and I mean, like he's not a player's coach. I, we talked about this last week. Like he's a disciple of Bill Belichick, and he's probably trying to be Bill Belichick. He's a wannabe Bill right. Belichick. You you can't want to be Bill Belichick. There is Bill Belichick and no one else. So, like, guy needs to get out of here and get fired already. Like, I hope I hope the Texans go zero and eight and fired halfway through the season. Like, mm-hmm. I obviously I don't wish anyone to lose their jobs. We're talking NFL here. He's comfy. He loses his job. He can go fishing on a yacht in friggin' Cabo San Lucas if he wants to. So, dude, fuck this so guy. So let me let, let, like you ruin the. Let me ask room. you guys this: What what player ends up? Let me out of the out of the two guys they got now. So they got Brandon Cooks right, and they're gonna get David Johnson. Which which of those players do you think will have a bigger imp, imp, impact for the Texans? And Cobb. Brandon Cooks. Yeah. So I think it's actually going to be David Johnson. The way I see it is Bill O'Brien sold the Golden Goose, got David Johnson. He's going to want to be tied to this guy for the rest of his career. However short it's going to be on the Texans, we know it's coming to an end. He's going to feed him and Mm -hmm. try to make the trade look. But at the end of the day, he screwed up so bad. I will say this as the resident uh, DeAndre Hopkins fan club president and chairman. Um, I've, I've owned him in leagues. He's he's. I don't yeah. see him as a locker room problem. He's never been. He's always yeah. been about football, about the business. He leaves it on the field. He's not one of the guys that yeah. stirring and, the and- pot in the locker room. So uh, I don't believe any anything of, like of that we've never seen it i don't expect it to just all of a sudden and by the know? way i'm not saying that he was i'm just trying to figure out like i'm just trying to think about how the texans might have looked at it like trying to find an answer to why why they got rid of him you know david johnson's gonna get hurt in week three <laughs> he, he, uh, he could call it I'm I mean, sorry I, I hate to be blunt he's getting i have hurt a, week I've, three. I've avoided Either. him in fantasy uh, because of that reason, ever since he hurt his wrist, basically. But um, I, I, I like him. I, just, I think I'm, he's a great player, but it's just one of those things. He just gets injured a lot. Listen, if if Bill O'Brien traded DeAndre Hopkins for um, for David Johnson, but there were multiple first-round picks in, involved in this, I would say, okay, yep. I get it. Mm. But the Cardinals just – they, they, they ripped you off. Like, they, like they're licking their chops right now. Like they're gonna dom. Kyler Murray is. I think th- this is a move where they can challenge. They can challenge the 49ers next year. The Rams are gonna go five and eleven. What about Seattle? Then you have, then you have Seattle. So here's the thing. I think Seattle. Seattle. If they can't re-sign Jadavion Clowney on that mm-hmm. on that defense, um, I think that could be a bigger problem than people think mm-hmm. for them. Um, because he had a good year. I thought he had a solid, a solid year. We're still waiting in the in the wind here uh, for where he's going to go. Now there's rumors of the Browns maybe getting him, and supposedly Titan. he's, the Titans. Yep. Um, but, but I, dude, don't be surprised. Arizona 
sneaks in, especially with this extra playoff slot next year. Don't be surprised if they're that's true. There is an extra spot. The playoffs. This is that kind of move. This is that. This is that move that could just be. It's the X factor in in one or two games that gets you in the playoffs because you threw it deep and DeAndre Hopkins came down with it in the end zone to win the game. That's what this move is. Um, imagine him and Chandler up front. Yeah, Chandler yeah, that Jones. would be unreal. Uh, yeah, Adam, I mean, uh, keep in mind though, Russell Wilson has never missed the playoffs in his career. But. I'm yeah. telling you, you people sleeping on this. this yeah, this no, I like it. I, I Listen, love it. Can't stay I do. Forever. I love the move. Uh, I really do. For them. I'm in, I'm in on the cards. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad. Like, um, a, a, kind of like a cool story. And this is kind of like, I was ragging on uh, Cliff Kingsbury at the beginning of the last year. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, wow, this guy, he says, oh, it would be great to draft Kyler Murray. Number one. Then he says, "Oh, we're not going to draft Kyler Murray number one overall." Well, guess what? Two months later, you draft Kyler Murray number one. I'm like this guy can't make up his mind. I feel bad for him though because he thought like three or four games in, he's like, "Wow, I just bought a house in Arizona. I'm going to have to sell my house now because I'm going to get fired because they were like zero and four and they sucked." <clears throat> um, but you know, they turned it. Did didn't they beat? Didn't they beat the Cards or the or the Niners towards the end of the year? Oh, it was the Seattle. Um, they beat, they beat Seattle. Se- yeah, they Seattle. beat Seattle. Larry Fitzgerald, had Seattle. A, Larry Fitzgerald had a throwback and, game. Yeah, like, um, but now you, you're going to have Christian Kirk. You're going to have Larry Fitzgerald. Then you add DeAndre Hopkins. Dude, DeAndre Hopkins is only going to get better working with Larry Fitzgerald. And Christian Kirk is already great. And he's working with two of the best. So it's like, every receiving core could be the it could be the best in the whole league yeah, next year. I, Dude, Larry Fitzgerald's just Mr. Reliable. The guy has more tackles and drops yeah. in his career. I saw that stat. That's that's crazy. Un, un, that's insane. Um they're just gonna be, you know, like and if Kenyon Drake goes back and does what he does when he arrived in Arizona, um, damn, that's gonna be scary. That's gonna be that's gonna be tough mm-hmm. to start. It all starts with Kyler, obviously. But I'm high on the cards, man. I'm high on the cards yeah. this year. Oh, I mean, it's like I said, it's, it's going to be a tough division, obviously, with San Fran. Um, see how they respond after losing the Super Bowl. But I still never sleep on Seattle just because of Russell Wilson. Like, they always strike me as a playoff team pretty much. But this piece for Arizona getting Hopkins, I mean, that's like a dream scenario, you know? I did say – if Arizona, or I'm sorry, if Seattle didn't get screwed in that Green Bay game, that NFC Championship, they were beating the Niners. They're go, they're oh, in the they, bowl. They, they, yeah, if they, they won that game. Beat, they should have beaten them twice in the regular season, but they beat them once. Yeah, but if that, whatever that stop was, uh, it was the like Jimmy, a, Jim, yeah. Jimmy Graham like fell forward. Yeah, you know, whatever it was, um, that was bullshit in my opinion. Um, and I think if Seattle. Won yeah, that game, but... they beat San Fran, and it's 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 Seattle and in, in, in Patty Cupcakes. And the, the other the thing that killed them, though, Adam, is um, you know they they lost both their running backs, basically Chris Carson and Rashad Penny. Like I know they brought back Marshawn Lynch, and that was cool, but 
ultimately, I think, like, they just took such a big – because Chris Carson was playing really good most of the year. He, Yo, is Marshawn Lynch playing this year again? I'm not sh- I'm not sure. I'd have so. to look into that. But oh, I hope Anyway, I just think them losing those two backs really killed them, you know. I mean, yeah, Lynch got a touchdown or two here and there, but it obviously wasn't the same production, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it was a blow to them, but, you know, we'll, um, we'll see. I guess the last report was back in February. Pete Carroll's unsure if he's going to um, – if he's going to play – Obviously, I mean, he'll come out of the woodwork and just show up at training camp in August. And right, right, back. right. So it doesn't even really right, matter. Right, right. Um, so let's let's move on now to the um, uh, trash or treasure edition of these uniforms that I've released. <laughs> well, let's go. Let's go right into the Browns trash uniforms. It's trash <laughs> all day. They brought back. It just looks vintage, like the old uniforms like you still- to me. It's the old uniforms. Like, what did you do? You hyped it up. Oh, we're coming up with new threads. They even announced it last year. Um, <laughs> oh, we're going to have new uniforms. Like, dude, you just went back. Yeah, the, 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 the uniforms went like, like that's all you did. And, dude. So, and guess what? You still don't have a logo. <laughs> you, your, your logo is a brown helmet. Uh, oh, and I went back. So I guess in 1918 or whenever the Browns were formed, they had a, um, a leprechaun as a um is one of their old school uniforms like even if you slap the leprechaun on the helmet that would be formidable i'd be like that's a major groundbreaking change yeah. and maybe it would give you good luck because you clearly suck forever um, um so maybe you do need to put the leprechaun on the helmet but so at at a, um, it's at a, we were talking about this before the show um with the odell beckham thing because the nfl posted that video today of him receiving his new browns jerseys which are just the old Browns jerseys, but you know, we, <laughs> you know, they're in this recycled. Well, we both, I was watching, I was literally thinking like, I didn't know which direction the video was going. Cause I didn't think he looked that excited to begin with looking at him, but I just thought it was funny when he, one of the jerseys he pulled out was like the color rush Jersey, which they already wear anyway. So I was like, I don't know. No, nothing really seemed that new to me, you know. If you go on the NFL's, um, if you go on their, their their page of the the Browns uniform unveiling, like literally all the comments say, like what changed? Like is I, I, I will say, I like this I like them better know? than the current uniforms they were wearing. Like Browns and the big, I agree a hundred percent. I was going to say my yeah. confessions. I actually like I do, it. I, I think do it's like an them improvement. More than what they the, had. Yeah, it's just that classic Browns. You're right. That Peyton Hillis Browns. I mean, I like it. I think it's a lot cleaner looking than yeah, the one that I they agree. were wearing um, as of a couple of years ago. The only one I liked currently that they had from the past couple of seasons is that yeah. color rush brown and orange. Hey, they got. But uh, now I just honestly. They got to bring back like the all. orange jerseys. Browns with the I orange jerseys. Those. That's yeah. that's what they got to bring back. Uh, listen, I'm going to tell you what they need to do. All right, I think my <laughs> one ambition is to hopefully hit it big and win like the 450 million jackpot or whatever the hell the biggest one is, and go find a partner to buy this team, move them to like call them the Oklahoma City Tornadoes, change all the team colors, get rid of all the past 
of being a trash team um, and, and make the, make actually have a logo and change the uniform colors to black, red, and silver. <laughs> Love it. I'll be a GM. Just so, don't get new uniforms um, like the Falcons, Adam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, they're black. Yeah, red, but it's the white, longest I mean, yard. You know, even if you incorporate some gray. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, we would have a logo. We definitely won't be copying the 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 Atlanta Falcons in that and the longest yard. But yeah, I'm putting the Browns uniforms in the trash bin. I guess you guys are putting them in the treasure chest. Barely, barely. Treasure, but I think that it looks better than what they had. But like, but but to me, they're not they're not really you gotta pick one. This is trash or treasure. This isn't like let me cut the jersey in half and put half <laughs> like, of it in like, the treasure. Like <laughs> if you're playing yeah. Madden, if you're playing Madden, and you you can change saying, the uniform to that uniform for like this, you know what I mean for the old shit. I, I'm saying treasure. It's a step in the right direction. Oh, all right. Treasure Poolin's still undecided. No, I I'm not going to say they're <laughs> treasure, but I think they're an improvement. You know. Yeah. All right, so they're still trash. Yeah, improved trash. Yeah. <laughs> improved trash. Okay, let's go to the Rams. Because um, someone made a logo, a fan said, like, I'm a graphic designer. Here's what you need to do. And the logo, they literally, like, just put, like, these sharp gold eyes on it. And it made it look uh-huh. way more meaner and way more better. <laughs> um, uh, this is trash. Yeah, I'm not a fan yeah. of it. Um, I don't know what the Rams are doing. Oh, guess what? Awful, their logo, awful. their logo is going to match their record next year because they're going to be five and eleven <laughs> after all these moves that they're making. So, I mean, it looks like a lamb. So you call them the the L.A. Lambs <laughs> instead of the Rams because they're going to suck. Um, I just, yeah, this is this is total trash I got, for me. I got a hot take for you, Adam. I would rather have the Browns no logo than the Rams brand new logo. <laughs> wow. Ooh, I mean, wow, that's saying something. It is so yeah, bad. It looks like it's an intramural volleyball team. Like, it's so I know, bad. Even um, Eric Dickerson was tweeting about it, like trying to basically beg them to change it. Um, he, yeah. he was. I saw that. It was awesome. Like, what was, what was wrong with, um, you know, uniforms I wish they just went back to? And I, I'm glad that they incorporated the, the white back into it, you know, um, over the years. But, dude, just go back to the greatest show on turf days. Just bring back the gold and blue. Like, yeah. and, and your logo, when you made the change then and you changed the helmets and changed the uniforms then, like, th- those are fine. Your logo was fine. It was literally mm. a ram. It was a mean-looking ram. And, and now you, you go and it's like you, you cut the horns off and now the ram gave birth to a lamb. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, I just, I don't know. And now, now, like, it's like a different, it's like a lighter blue. And now it's like more of a yellow instead of a gold. So now you look like the LA Chargers. Like, are they, they think trying they're to merge the two teams? Like, yeah. Uh, you yeah, can't yeah. copy the Chargers because the Chargers are original. Um, uh, I don't know. This is just, it's just trash. It's trash all Trash. Uh, the fa- Who, well, well, we um, talked about the Falcons, kind of, but like, what do you guys think? Oh, more trash. garbage. Yeah, more trash. Yeah, more trash. trash. Their only good jersey was the black, uh, the uh, color rush. That's like the right. Vic, right, the right, Vic right. jersey. That's the their best. I, I th- wish I, they would wear well, it for think, every I think game. I think they're, they're pretty keeping much... that in the rotation, like the the throwback one. Yep. But 
uh, the new ones are, you know, they're a little more like retro looking or whatever you want to call it. But at least I think they're keep they're keeping the yeah. throwback like '90s black one. But I agree that's yeah, the best jersey. Just... But yeah, they're 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 they're, they're, they're pretty much all, the all trash decisions. except for what you guys know. Tom Brady's going to be rocking in Tampa Bay that all pewter gray fire fire bucks fire. Uniform. Fire Bucks, Bucks to the Bucks. Super Bowl, right, Adam? We finally. <laughs> they did it. Bucks hey, boy. <laughs> they did it. What a jersey. Listen, they, they, they did it right. They they went back to the Super Bowl it, era, but yeah, dude, that, that is cuter nice. grain, that go, It just oh looks so God. good with the helmet. Fire. Dude, red, gray, and white, like, you can't ask for more. Like, I can't wait for Brady to throw for 40 tutties <laughs> in that jersey. It's it's dude. It's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. Like it's gonna be. I'm telling you, Bucks. This, this is ex- everything they need. And he came out, uh, pulling. Yeah. You tagged me in his post. He said, "Listen, anything less than a Super Bowl yeah. is a disappointment." So Love it. they're ready to go, man. I, I'm telling you, man. It's gonna be the New England Bucks or, or the you know the Tampa Bay Pats, <laughs> yeah. whatever it is. Um, every I, you listen when the Pats are like you know zero and five. Gillette Stadium is going to be empty because everyone's going to be going down. It's cheap to get to Tampa, especially right now. I don't think the pass um, will be 0-5. Who knows? Uh, who knows? But Maybe. No, I know. Listen, Brady, I mean, everyone's migrating. I mean, everyone from New England moves to Florida um, anyway. This is just Adam, another reason to do it. aren't you moving to Tampa Bay? Um, <laughs> I'm moving to Tampa Bay. So I posted this whole thing. And my wife was like, what are you talking about? Um, but I got hit up by like 20-something people. Like, you're moving? Like, they didn't right, even get right, to right. the end of the post. I'm getting text messages. I'm getting DMs. They're like, you're moving? When are you moving? Why are you moving now? It's cold coronavirus. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, and they didn't get to the end yeah, of the what, post what did, and say I was it, moving uh, to Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay but it, and something else. Yeah, it was Tampa Bay and and, and, and – um, uh, oh, what was the other thing? Yeah, what it was, was the like other... um, Tampa yes. Brady, Tampa Brady. Is that what it was? I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think. Um, no, I just thought it was funny, and I mean, the Bucks the, again. They did it right. Like they just, um, they did it. They bring in, you know, the arguably, you know, best quarterback in history, um, most Super Bowl wins, all the accolades, the records. Um, guy still feels he can play. Now he feels like you guy have have a guy that won six Super Bowls, have a chip on his shoulder. Now he's going to a new team, team that was completely garbage mm-hmm. last year. Like now he's gonna, you know, completely reinvigorate mm-hmm. that offense and that city and that locker room. And now you have and the fire uniforms. <laughs> like and it's not like it's just the gray uniforms that great. All the uniforms look good. Like they have them. original, yep. like Super Bowl lettering from when they won the Super Bowl back in you know um, the two thousands. Like they just did it right, and you know now they have the black face masks too. Mean looking, like just finally the Bucks, like a team that got it right. Was there another team that changed uniforms? Um, there's a couple more that are coming up that I heard. The Chargers um, are supposed to come out with new uniforms. The oh, the, Colts, yeah, the Colts have that the new Chargers. logo. Yeah, I'm a fan Broncos. of the new logo. The 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 the, Indi- the Colts they got it right. They incorporated. I like how they incorporated the state. They have the the yep. little things in the sea, like a horseshoe. Like mm-hmm. makes total sense. So kudos yep. to to whoever created that logo. 
Um, yeah, but the Chargers are supposed to come out with new uniforms. Um, Broncos. What? I think I heard today that they're working on a new jersey. Wow. What? Yeah. I didn't hear about this. Yep, I think they might really? be going back to the old Elway jersey. Listen, if they do that, I wish they would bring back the old D with the with the with the yeah, Bronco in the fire. middle of it. Like that logo is like one of my favorite logos ever. Um Yeah, I mean if they went back to like that blue like a more dominant blue yeah, and white and and orange like that would be that would be sick. That would be sick. I love that the D logo mm. with the horse in it like just yeah, that would be awesome, but whatever. Um All right, so are we moving on a mock draft now? I think we covered um, everything so far. So let's a- let's Adam, go did you want to mention uh cuz you let's had put it. on here like picks 1 to 5 rumor mill with well, uh, oh, you, we got to talk Bengals. about this. Yes. Um, there is a big uh, – if you just Google search well, Bengals trading down, Adam, you're going to get a ton well, of articles funny, that come that's up. That's literally what I did. Um, I'm looking at it right now. But Zach Taylor, the coach of the Bengals, said yesterday that um, – again, obviously this means nothing, but he said that they're unlikely to trade the number one pick. That's That's – yeah, well, guess uh, what? That's what it's on NFL. He's fucking on lying. NFL.com, because... <laughs> literally says Taylor doesn't see Bengals trading number one pick. Now, yeah, he says doesn't see it, but guess what? The right, draft's right. a week from tomorrow. A lot could change. What if someone's like, yeah, guess what? We'll give you two first round picks this year. We'll give you a number one round pick next mm. year and a number two next year. You telling me you're not going to do that? Like you're getting three yeah. picks and a two? Like get out! You never. You never know when someone's going to drop a Godfather off right, in your right. lap, yeah. so it's one of those things. So what have you heard what read. about them trading so, down for Herbert? So I obviously they can get draft yeah. capital trading down, but the interesting thing is is um, Herbert was the MVP of the Senior Bowl. Yeah. So Zach Taylor coached his team. Ah, so okay. All right. So there's Herbert. the connection. Um, and – so there's the connection, but there's general consensus amongst the majority of the GMs that Herbert is the most most athletic quarterback in this draft, mm-hmm. more athletic than Tua, Jalen Hurts, the people mm-hmm. uh, you, you know of, of those sorts. So um, the guy can move; he's a scrambler. Mm-hmm. I think he's more of an improviser. Um, he has better elusiveness in and out of the pocket. I think um, is he as accurate? Can he take, you know, he can throw a deep ball, but is he as accurate? Does he have the poise? Can he read a defense? Those are the things that I think are holding him back. But, um, I just think that connection, like, don't like, we're a week away from the draft. Like again, um, dude, no one saw the Browns picking Baker Mayfield. Everyone thought it was Saquon Barkley or Mm -hmm. Sam Darnold at that number one pick. Then they pull the friggin', you know, the, the rabbit out of the hat, and they're just like, oh, yeah, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield was projected to go, like, between six and uh, – pick six and right. ten that year. So it might happen again. Again, we're a week away. Who knows? But, I mean, if they were to get a plethora of picks, whether it's, like, multiple firsts and maybe, like, a third and a fifth this year, pull the trigger. I mean, they're going to have to get multiple firsts this year. Or if a team has a, a early first, 
uh, this year and then maybe multiple first net net like you know next year they give that up yeah I would maybe pull the trigger on that I mean it's a deep class um, even though you know we're all claiming that it's going to be Burroughs Bengals but it's like uh, who knows like who knows Jalen Hurts might go number one overall I I think if you're looking <laughs> at it in terms of <laughs> Well, that's not happening. No. But uh, <laughs> I think if you're looking at it in terms of history, honestly, Burroughs probably should be in the conversation of like the Andrew Lux, the Peyton Mannings. He's he's that polished. He's that ready to go. I think for the Bengals, if they did anything like that, if it was anything short of like an absolutely ridiculous offer, I think it's just a monumental fuck up. They literally right. have the guy ready to go, gift wrap. You don't second guess that. Just get it done. Make the pick. You know the only team with enough capital to make the jump to one it, to get the Bengals to train down. Trade I was going to say, yeah, Miami. I was going to say, who's the team that, yeah. that makes this trade? They control this draft. Miami literally controls they do. this draft. I mean, they, they have do. multiple first, seconds, thirds. Uh, I think they have like three or four fourth round picks. They have some stupid. They have fourteen yeah. picks this draft. Um, it's just, it's, it's wild. I mean, you could easily get, say, okay, I'm going to give up five and, um, I'm going to give up five and 18 and next year's first and a third to move up to one. Like, what do you do if you're the Bengals then? Like, obviously it hasn't happened, but unless they're like, they're completely dead set. Like, yeah, Burroughs, our guy, sorry. Hey, what's moving. up with Andy but, Dalton? Is he still on the Bengals? Oh, okay. That's yeah, he is. is. Yeah, he is. Yep. Um, yeah, it was so, interesting. I mean, he was on Instagram yesterday and he threw five I fire saw passes that. I into, saw the, that, into the net. That net was pretty cool. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, what happened to this rumor of the Pats settling for Andy Dalton as yeah. a stopgap? Remember yep. that rumor started in December? Um, well, yeah, I mean, that rumor is, I mean, you never Fake know. News, yeah. You never know. What'd you say, Jared? Yeah. <laughs> Fake news, bro. <laughs> Listen, I, I think, um, you know, the picks one through five. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, if the Bengals selected Herbert um, I, or the Tua, one thing I'll say, might, it's just going to be, it's going to be wild. The one thing I'll say about Herbert, I've watched a lot of Oregon football and uh, he's pretty much a better sized Marcus Mariota. He's more full. They're both super athletic. I think their reads are questionable. I think some of the throws, obviously, uh, Herbert's got a huge arm, but is he going to deliver accurately? I mean, he's he's not even – he's my fourth run uh, quarterback. So, I mean, I think it's just stupid to even right. have him in the conversation. But Yeah, you don't know. It's just um, – I can't wait. I mean, we're going to find out in a week. I can't wait. Like, it's just um, – it's going to be a long I know, week. We're it's going yeah. to be wild. It's gonna be wild. All right, let's get in. Let's get into mock. The mock here. Um, so, uh, pick eleven on the Audible's mock draft. I think I had this pick. Yeah, you did. It was Judy. Who did Adam. We start with. Uh, I think. Oh, we started. Okay, okay. Yeah, Jerry Judy. I mean, uh, best receiver in. Um, yeah, to the Jets. Uh, I mean, it makes sense. Um, you, you know, this is critical. This, I think this is Sam Darnold's it year. This is it for him. Um, you know, is he living up 
to expectations. And I, I mean, I think his coach sucks. I think he was with a different coach. Mm-hmm. He'd be a lot better. I think Adam Gase is the worst head coach in the league. Um, Awful. It's like he just – everyone who leaves him does better. Um, I just think that, you know, hopefully – and for Sam Darnold's take, because I loved him in college, I thought, you know, again, we just talked about it. I thought the Browns were going to take him number one overall. Um, but – I mean, this is his year, so you got to give him weapons. I mean, they clearly uh, last year is just Robbie Anderson every every down, like every throw. Uh, you had a Jameson Crowder to too, Anderson. though. He had some good games. Yeah, I mean, at the beginning of the year, yeah, he had what a fourteen. Yeah, I think it was game week one, the beginning yeah. of the year or something like he. Yeah, but I mean, he, he, yeah, what, all, probably what half of those receptions right, right, were right. one or two yards. But uh, no, well, that <laughs> whatever. Like they need a guy that can take the complete defense, uh, take the top off the defense. Someone physical, right, right, right. fast, good and, route and runner. Robbie Anderson just all is around. Gone, this right? is Julio Did Jones two Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in Carolina now. Yep, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I mean, you need wide receiver. If you do anything else here, um, you're just setting Sam Darnold up for failure. Mm-hmm. I mean, who's he going to throw the ball to? Um, so, yeah, I mean, Jerry, Judy, what do you guys uh, think? I like it. I mean, um, uh, you know, well, we'll get to it in a second. I, I have another wide receiver going with the next pick, but I think either of those guys, um, you know, you know. Yeah, yeah we did. We did. We yeah. Receiver, receiver, so any, receiver. Yeah. So I got it a little different. So that'll be. Uh, but yeah, no, I think I think it's a good pick, Adam. Ooh. Like you said, uh, Robbie Anderson's gone. They need another wide receiver. Uh, whether they take this one or some other guy, they're probably going to go receiver, and that will determine, you know, who the next team takes, which is the Raiders, who also need a receiver. So, but I like the pick. Who are the Jets taking, Jared? So for me, I got my last offensive tackle going here, and I basically broke it down like this: If I was the Jets. What am I going to do? Obviously, they need an offensive lineman and they need a wide receiver. Those are their two biggest team needs. And the way I see it, getting Andrew Thomas at the 11 slot, he's the last elite tackle, in my opinion. I think they need to protect Arnold. They got to give him some time. He's been getting killed. So as much as they need a wide receiver, and I think Judy or Lamb would be a great fit, I think that they have early enough draft capital in the second round where they can go get like a – you know, possibly a Mims, a Chenault, mm. a Rager, uh, someone that can really, mm. you know, kind of fill the way they need. Um, so I'm going Andrew Thomas. I think they got to keep Darnold upright if they want to have a shot. And I think they have other – they're not going to get a starting tackle. In the mm-hmm. round, I'll tell you that right now. Um, so I think, I think this is their only shot. So wow. That's a good Andrew take, Thomas. man. That's a very good take. Yeah, that might make sense. You, you, you might be right there. Um, cause you know, all the good tackles are going to be gone in the first round. Um, yeah, that would be the smart so, move. No, that's the excellent. Jets, but... <laughs> and like I said, right. this is if I was the GM, so they probably won't do that at all. They're right, probably right. going to go draft a punter. Yeah. <laughs> probably will. So Poole, yeah, with the, the 12th, 12th pick. pick, um, like I said, we went a couple wide receivers in a row here. So. I had the Raiders taking uh, C.D. Lamb, wide receiver out of Oklahoma. Um, they basically like the 
rumor around it. It's like one of the guarantees of the draft is Mike Mayock uh, using the, their top pick on a wide receiver. Um, I literally there was an article that came out today on Pro Football Talk talking about that where uh, they they talk about how the Raiders signed. I didn't even know this. They signed Nelson Aguilar from the Eagles. Did you guys know that to a one year deal? Uh, but obviously. He's kind of a yep. slot guy, so like Mayock said, um, it's not enough, obviously, just signing Aguilar, and he said, there's no secret, we need to get better at wide out. Um, so, you know, e- even it, either way, who, whatever wide out is, is there, um, whether it's C.D. Lamb or um, Jude, you know, however this plays out with these couple of wide outs going early, they're going to grab one of them, but I think if C.D. Lamb is on the board, you know, coming off a great season in Oklahoma with Jalen Hurts, um, I think he'd be a great fit for the Raiders. They definitely need wide receivers. I mean, I know they had obviously the Antonio Brown thing never worked out. Uh, Tyrell Williams they had last year. He was kind of cool, but I think he was injured a lot or he had some kind of – yeah, he had a foot injury or something. Yeah, he he was really – Basically, Darren Waller, the tight end, was their best receiver. So they need, yeah, they did. He was a monster. Last this would be year. a smart, smart pick for them. I mean, I think their O line is pretty much okay. Like Josh Jacobs had a good year running behind them last year. So this is like a need pick for them. They they need to go receiver here. So if CD lands there, I see them mm-hmm. taking him. What do you guys think? So for me, right. I got Jerry Judy right, right. going here, but you're totally mm-hmm. right. It's one of them, you know. Whoever it is, if he's yeah. already gone, you know who it is. I mean, I, I right, just right. Well, I, I got Judy going there. Um, the pick before this, so. 12 <laughs> but yeah, either either one, yeah. I see them yeah. grabbing. You know, either one of these guys. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, the big question is is if, they signed Marcus. Who knows? Marcus Mariota mm-hmm. might be starting for him next year. Um, they, whoever's starting for for Las Vegas, they're going to have to um, obviously give them talent to play with and uh, receivers. Yeah, they. I mean, they have to go receiver here. If they right. go anywhere else, I mean, Mike Mayock's a smart guy. I mean, but yeah. the guy is just um, yeah. He's he's going to nail this pick. I mean, he got the draft right last year for the most part. He's not going to ruin it having a twelve, you know, a twelfth round pick. And they have a they have multiple first round picks mm-hmm. this year, so they're they're going to be set. Um, so the thirteenth pick of uh, San Fran, uh, going Henry Ruggs, and I mean, a ton of people have him going here. I mean, Kyle Shanahan. Um, we saw what he did with you know these receivers that we had no idea who they were before last year. Um, you know, you saw him get, you know, Dante Pettis involved and, um, then you, you know, they just, I mean, that you saw multiple receivers get involved. Then they still went and got Emmanuel Sanders. He got involved. Um, so, I mean, you're just going to well, add more now, right? explosiveness and yeah, he's the, yeah. I mean, he's the, um, I mean, they consider like he's, he's the greatest offensive coordinator in the league until he gets to the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> Like it's just I don't I don't know what happens. Like I feel bad for the guy. He can't get the monkey off his back. Um, it's just um, yeah. He's, I mean, they're gonna go. Mm-hmm. They're gonna go tough receiver. Stick. 
What were you saying, Jared? I was saying it's tough standing across the field from right. Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl. I mean, mm. that, that'll rock you, you know? Yeah, that, but I mean, you, you had the lead with seven minutes left. Well, yeah, they had, 10 point, <laughs> they had a 10-point lead. Um, yeah. You know, in the Super Bowl, and I mean, all credit to the Chiefs. I mean, they just... I mean, they just came alive. They trailed in every playoff game going into, you know, at some point, and they just they won. They just love coming from behind. But, I mean, they got it, you know, um, explosive offense. You know, you're going to get Jimmy G. Um, he's going to only get better. And, I mean, I mean, giving him a guy like Ruggs is just going to be is going to yep, be great. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, let me see. With my 13th, right. I got C.D. Lamb, I yep. think. Uh, the two best fits, I would say, are they obviously need a wide out. I would say it's C.D. Lamb and Henry Ruggs. I think they got the slot filled. I think Debo is a great slot mm-hmm. guy. You can use him pretty much anywhere. Um, and he really was their playmaker at the end of the year, him and Kittle. Um, so compliment-wise, I think you either give him some speed to stretch the field in Ruggs, but I'm going yep. Lamb. I think Lamb's uh, the perfect pick for them. Yep. And I think they're lucky to get him at 13, to be honest. Yeah, they're not going to go wrong whether it's Judy Lamb or or Rugs. I mean, mm-hmm. whoever they get, they're going to utilize. Yeah. yeah. So pulling the yep. fourteen so pick, you have pick McFly fourteen Beckton, with Tampa man. Bay. Um, Adam, you're pretty big on this guy, am I right? Because I remember um, a couple of picks Love on the guy. last episode, a couple of picks yep. back on one of the linemen I drafted. You thought I was going to take Mackay Beckton, but um. Who knows if he'll make it to 14, but given the state of the Bucks, obviously they just signed Tom Brady. They're all in. Uh, they're going to need to protect him if that's the case, and they're trying to go for this Super Bowl run. So if this guy's available at big 14, um, I think it's just a no-brainer for them. The guy is six foot seven, uh, 364 pounds. I mean, he's just a monster. Ran a 5.140 yard dash at the combine. He's played both tackle positions. Um, noted as a strong run blocker, solid pass blocker. You know, obviously, you know, I'm sure, sure he's going to have to work on some things and, 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 you know, improve on some technique. But um, I just think, I just think it's, it's a no brainer pick for Tampa Bay after investing in Tom Brady. You know, they already have all the wideouts. They pretty much have this skill, guys. You know, maybe they want to draft a running back at some point, but um, do that with the 14th pick. So I see them going. Uh, Makai Becton here is on the board, guys. What do you think? Mm. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, something that just crossed my mind um, with this pick. Now that you mentioned running back, I completely agree with this pick. If right. if if Mackay Becton is here at fourteen or pull, yeah, pull right, right, right. any of the other the, the yeah. top, any line, of them really, yeah, any of them, yeah, you, you have to go now. For someone, so, for some reason, someone leapfrogs the Bucks and wants to, um, or someone makes a compelling offer to the Bucks because they want to move up to fourteen mm. to get a lineman or get one of these receivers or something. Um, we still have. Trent mm. Williams out there on the trade block. He's going somewhere. We don't know where he's going to go. Uh, supposedly, there's rumor that you know um, he could go to Arizona, he could go to uh, San Diego, or he could go to the the Bucks. Don't be surprised if they 
find a way to acquire Trent Williams, who's amazing when he's on the field. He's a great left tackle. If he, they can get him, don't be surprised. The Bucks, like you said, they take a wow. while back here, and it could be the first back off the board. They mm. could go. They could go Swift wow, or they could yeah. go Taylor. But when you have a guy like Trent Williams out there who wants to re-sign a long-term deal, clearly the guy's not done playing. If um, you know he's he's held out from Washington and now he's demanded a trade and now they're trying to work on a trade partner with them. It could, if it's the Bucks and the Bucks get Trent Williams before the draft, this pick could be the first back off the board. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Honestly, the pick, I think they need offensive linemen the most, yep. um, offensive tackle. I honestly think they're going to get snuffed. I don't think they'll have any of the top four guys fall to them. So um, actually, mm-hmm. Williams would be very interesting because yeah. you miss in the draft. Boom, go sign him. You're good. Um, I got – I got them taking Clavon Chasen outside linebacker Ooh. from LSU. Um, way I see it, he's probably the second or third best pass rusher in the draft. I think he would complement what they're trying to do this season perfectly. And um, I actually heard through the grapevine that he's actually been one of the players that they've interviewed mm. the most via the uh, video chat. So I'm I'm locking it in. Wow. Wow, yeah, that's a good one. Jason. That's a good one. Good pick. Good pick. All right, fifteenth pick. Um, I have uh, I have Denver taking uh, Justin Jefferson. Um, I like that for Drew Locke. You know, Drew. Yeah, Drew Locke. I mean, you gotta. You know, Elway's gotta get this pick right. Um, I know there's talk like they need help on the D line, but it's like. Um, I mean, Cortland Sutton is the the clear cut number one now after having a, a a great year last year. But you need to give him, you need someone to take the pressure off of him. You need to give more. You need to give lock weapons. Now, if you add a receiver like Justin Jefferson who completely uh, dominated last year, then you pair. You have Cortland Sutton. You have Justin Jefferson. You have Melvin Gordon, and you have um, uh, Noah Lindsay. Fant. Uh, yeah, you have Lindsay. Mm. Now Noah Fant, like. Your offense is set to to give Drew like Drew Locke should have a twenty five plus touchdown year with that kind of team in, in year two. Um, and remember, he only started the last five games, so he didn't even finish a full rookie year. Um, so, I mean, you need to give him weapons. I mean, the Broncos need to go wide receiver here. If they don't go wide receiver here, then it's like, <laughs> why am why why cheer for you? Like Elway, like does Elway have Alzheimer's or something? Like is is he losing it? Um, like, dude, like, dude, like, you, you gotta look at all the weapons you have. You have to go back. Look at the weapons that he had when he was in Denver. Look at the weapons that he gave Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. Like your offense, you you need to give him weapons. Yep. So, yeah. What do you guys have for Denver doing? I got Henry Ruggs, fifteen, going to the Broncos. Yeah, I'd be happy with I, that. I think it's the perfect complement to that offense. Honestly, you got. You got Fant, you got Melvin, you got Philip Lindsay. Um, like you said, you got um, Cortland Sutton. I mean, you need a guy that stretches the field. I mean, Sutton and Fant are going to dominate the middle of the field. They're going to dominate um, short range. But adding rugs just gives them a whole nother dynamic. I think it makes everyone better. And honestly, it's not like Sutton and Fant are slow. 
I think Fant ran a four four nine at the combine or mm. a four five zero. Dude, super fast for a tight end. Um, so I like the speed. Yeah, I thought he was going to have a better year until he was hurt at the beginning of uh, the the first half of last year, <clears throat> and then you know until the second half he started coming alive. So, um, yeah, it'll be um, it'll be sixteenth uh, pick. Pulling sixteenth pick. The Atlanta Falcons on the board. I have them uh, going defense here, drafting C.J. Henderson, cornerback out of Florida. Um, He's arguably, you know, it's said about him, he has the best upside of any corner in the draft, potentially, um, and just kind of has that mold of a number one NFL-type corner, which I think the Falcons desperately need. Um, Without looking it up on Google, I mean, I can't, I couldn't even tell you like who their cornerbacks are right now. Um, I know they, uh, that guy Keon and Neil at safety, who I like, but he gets hurt all the time. But I mean, they, you know, and again, they're only a couple removed off of that Super Bowl run they had, but you know, their offense is pretty much intact. Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, um, they lost Hooper, but I think they signed the guy Hurst from Baltimore. Calvin Ridley, they still have him. Um, so I think they just got to go defense here, and they got to address the secondary. I mean, they they need help back there. Their linebackers, you know, are decent. They're okay. D line's okay. I think this is more of a need pick for them. Um, and you know, Henderson's coming off a solid career at Florida, so. I think if he's on the board, it'll be a strong, strong pick for them to help their secondary out. Uh, what do you guys think? Right. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I didn't Brady even think about that. Division. Yeah, I mean, they yeah, that's a good point now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a no brainer right. here. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be garbage anyway. But yeah, I mean, if right. they, they're thinking if they're trying to think about a future. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is a good pick. Yeah. So I actually really like that pick. I was torn mm-hmm. on on mine. It was either between him. I didn't pick him though. I ended up going yeah. Javon Kinlaw out of South Carolina, defensive tackle. I yeah. definitely think defense is where they need to address with that pick. Um, and and honestly, I liked both. The more the more you mentioned Brady in that mm-hmm. division, now I'm thinking Henderson was probably the right pick. But. Um, I like Ken Law a lot. I think he brings a lot to the table. Um, he was yeah, a monster Ad- the Adam past Martin couple years. Um, so uh, I'm in. I forget. Adam, who'd you – yeah, oh, you, I, I'm oh, pretty did sure he? you did. Did I? In the first... did he, did he... I... No. Uh, I thought you picked Javon Kinlaw, uh, did I? No, I didn't. The first 11 picks. No, I've, re- I've read that a lot of people have him going to Denver. Like I said, like Denver could go – um, oh, is that what? I was oh gonna no, say, I he's my I next pick. I think. Yep. Right. Yep. Yep. I had him going to Dallas. All right. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, if 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 Dallas were to, um, I mean, get this guy. I mean, if if Kinlaw even falls here, um, you know, I think just pairing because they they also got. Uh, um, what's it called? Uh, Michael Bennett, but I mean, he's on a one-year deal and he's trash. Um, was it 
I mean, if you if you, you like long term, you're going to have Javon Kinlaw and Demarcus Ware in the line in a very run heavy, um, you know, division. Uh, you know, you got you know the Redskins where you know they're going to have Darius Geis come back, uh, Adrian Peterson obviously, uh, but you know you got to stop Saquon Barkley, um, and now you have Miles Sanders who um, is is Philly's number one back. So you you got to have Mm-hmm. A, a big d- defensive line to take care of that, um, you know, to win the division. So that's that's where I had um, uh, Kinlaw yep. going. To, I like to it. Dallas. I think I think it's a good pick for them. Who'd you have, Jared? Mm-hmm. So for me, I this is where I had uh, Henderson going. I had him going Byron right Jones. here. I think he oh, kind yeah. of fills. They they just. Yeah, I think he's the guy. I think he's the next guy. I think they're going to actually get mm-hmm. lucky having him on the board kind of fall to him, to them. So um, I think they go corner here. I think it's a huge need, and uh, I think it's the right pick, honestly. Yeah, they lost Byron Jones, so they – I mean, they can't go – yeah, if they were mm-hmm. to go secondary here, that would make sense too. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, so uh, you have let's see, the with the eight pick so that was the Dolphins so you know keep in mind like you guys said the Dolphins basically like you guys were saying are going to control this draft so this will at pick 18 they'll if things go how it looks on paper they'll be picking for the second time in the 18th pick for the Dolphins um I was saying I kind of based this off them earlier in the mock draft Adam had the Miami taken to a um, so if that's the case, they're going to need to protect him. Um, well, it, well, I don't know because, you know, we don't know if he's going to walk in there if they draft him and be the starter, but assuming, uh, looking down the road, they're going to need to protect him or basically whoever is their quarterback for week Fitz one. Magic, so baby. Could, it could be Fitz magic. Um, oh, it's going to be Fitz magic's going to be starting no matter who they draft. I think, <laughs> I mean, you kind of have they to add him. We talked about it. Um, I kind of got the two of fever now. Like, the more they show his highlights on TV, I'm like, what? Well, I mean, if he stays healthy, he kind of reminds me of Russell Wilson. So I'm curious to see where he goes. If he does go to Miami, that'll be interesting. But the reason why I have them taking Josh Jones here with this 18th pick is basically to protect him. Uh, Jones is a good lineman. He's he's an athletic, uh, proven pass protector uh some argue he's the most talented offensive tackle um or he was the most talented offensive tackle in in the senior bowl this past year um an interesting stat for him in his three years at houston he not even talking sacks but he only allowed 18 pressures on the quarterback in like 1200 snaps basically um, wow. so if he's on the board again, it could shake out different. Same thing with the receivers. Like it could be some of the other linemen here, but I think they just have to go, um, with a lineman with this pick, assuming that they take a QB, uh, with their first pick early in the round. So what do you guys think? Let's go, Jared. I'm waiting to hear yeah, what yeah, you think's yeah. happening here. <laughs> well, All right, I don't mind it. Yeah, 
I don't mind it at all. Um, I like it. I think it's obviously a position of need. I think between their all their picks this year and all their picks next year, I think they're going to address it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, with this pick, I'm going another position of need. Yep. I'm going Jonathan Taylor, oh, first running wow. back. Let's go. I'm, wow. Let's go. This pick was fun. I, I, uh, they've been connected to JT for a long time. This dude is elite. I've watched a lot of his games. Yep. Honestly, I think someone mentioned it earlier. He should be in the conversation with prospects like Saquon, Zeke, Gurley. Yep. He is that He is that good. Um, and I think a lot of people finally woke up at the combine when he dropped a 4-3-9 mm-hmm. at the 40. That surprised everyone. He's a big back. He's a power back. Wisconsin's not really known for – you know, slinging a bunch of passes to their backs. So right. people are down on him for that reason, and it's a crowded class. So he gets pushed down a little bit. But, I mean, if he was, if he came out of a different draft year, he might be a top 10 pick. You right, know what I mean? Right, right. So I think, I think it's a great pick for them. I think uh, if they get Tua and JT, I think you're, uh, you're going to be looking good in a few years. So, uh, Jared, based off this, like, who did you have them – taking um earlier in this round uh the dolphins yeah. i had them taken to a wow so that that would be something if they get to a and then jonathan taylor um wow that would be something. Absolutely, absolutely something to be excited about i mean look at the giants the giants drafted the yep. quan and daniel Jones of recent right you know right, right. i'd argue I'd argue two is a better prospect coming out than Daniel Jones. Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, for sure. And uh, you know, I think JT's in the combo with Saquon. So, I mean, really, you're talking about two young, dynamic players. Um, but Jonathan Taylor, I, I've watched so much of this kid. Mm-hmm. He he's a sure thing. He's a sure thing. Wow. wow. So you're even, even though you have Swift as number one in on your board, you still see the Dolphins going Taylor. No, Swift's not number one on my board. Jonathan Taylor's number oh, one I on my board. Said, Swift's number. Oh, okay, three. I thought you said Swift was number one on your board. Nope, my board is Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins, Swift, Akers, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. In that order, you guys are going to be fighting over J.T. in uh, fantasy. <sighs> yeah, oh, yeah, I always got. I got to. That's all right. Yeah, it's gonna. It'll be interesting to see. So the. You better draft him in the thing first about... round, Adam. <laughs> yeah, otherwise you're fucked. Yo, but uh, we both like the same two backs. I know we both like J.K. Dobbins a ton. And we yeah, both I like, like Dobbins. Uh, Jonathan yeah, Taylor Dobbins a ton. Yeah, so mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you don't usually have this many bell cow backs right, um, right. that come out draft class. So, I mean, they're all down a little bit. You know what I mean? Their stocks are all down a little bit. Yep. So I think it's a great chance for them to finally grab a running back. They've been literally working with nothing for so long. It'll be good to see them with another back. Yep, I agree. That, uh, that I actually hope they do that. That would be exciting uh, if they can land him. It would be, it would be great for their organization. Yeah. I mean, you're talking jersey sales between him and Tua. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they need a running back, too, um, thinking back. They no got way, dude. They got Ken, Jordan Ken Howard Drake. now. <laughs> they do? Yeah. Dude, they the, yeah. Yeah, they years. signed him. Yeah, they signed him. Wow. Yeah, I forgot about that. 
No, but I mean, he's uh, uh, who knows if he's the answer. Um, I mean, he's still relatively yeah, he's right. young. I mean, when you have talent that's in this mm-hmm. draft, um, yeah, yeah, it just yeah, that that's a great pick. I mean, I'd love to see that happen. I mean, I kind of be mm-hmm. obligated to get a Jonathan Taylor Miami jersey. Um, so here's the other thing: people knock him; they don't they don't see him as a pass catcher. Go back and watch the film. Let me know where he's dropped dropped balls or bobbled them. Or he looks Swift. He looked better than Swift at the combine, no doubt. Mm-hmm. You know, people have been saying that Swift's the best pass catcher in the draft. I don't believe it. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. As I said, I'm a big Jonathan Taylor fan too. I think he's going to be great. Um, all right. So going to the um, uh, 19th pick, moving along. So I thought this was funny. So um, I remember seeing this. Um, on NFL.com. So the Raiders interviewed um, uh, Ross Blacklock at the Combine and told him that he had 37 unpaid parking tickets and asked why. Uh, supposedly, <laughs> TCU was supposed to pay them or something. But um, I think it just goes to show you that, you know, obviously, like Gruden and Mayock being in that room obviously made light of it and were probably, you know, joking about it. But um, I think right. things kind of come uh full circle here i think um you know the after addressing the need at wide receiver like we all think they will um you know back at pick 12 um i think addressing you know the defense still needs work um you know and i think up front uh particularly at the you know even if i could even see them go linebacker here um you know if they were to go defensive tackle or linebacker here it would make sense, but I have them going, you know, Ross Blacklock, fast guy. Um, you know, could he, I mean, he, he blows off the line. I mean, he had a, you know, um, he had a 4.9 40. So it's like the guy can get off the ball. Um, right. and, uh, and, 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 he's and a beast. You know, make, make something happen. So, um, and he's, he's known for just beast and double. I mean, if this guy's beast and double things like Aaron Donald, I mean, who knows? I'm not trying to make that comparison or not. I, I don't put anyone in Aaron Donald's realm, but mm-hmm. I mean, to break double teams like he does reminds me of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I like it, man. And I like that 4.940. Um, that's definitely something, something to look at. Yeah, that's yeah, scary. I mean, they gotta they gotta address it up front. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you have the Raiders going with here at nineteen, Jared? All right, so this is another really fun pick for me. Um, so I'm going, and it might be a little bit of a reach, but mm-hmm. I don't even care. I'm knocking down Jalen Hurts. I think he's the future. I wow. think that uh, he's a great. I think I got a couple stats for you guys. You're probably gonna like this. Since 2000, can you guys name me the only two quarterbacks to have thrown for more than 3,500 passing yards and 1,200 rushing yards and 50 touchdowns in, in one college season? Who do you think those two players would be? Is, Is one Tim- of them Tebow? I was going to say Tebow. Tebow is not uh, one of them. Oh, hold on. Lamar Jackson? Okay. Lamar oh, Jackson. Right. You know who the other one? Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Jalen Hurts, wow. baby. So here's the thing. We're getting on the train. It's going. 
this guy is really good. You you see what Lamar Jackson did last year. A lot of people doubted him. A lot of people were saying he's a second or third round player, maybe a wide out, all yep. this other stuff. Yeah. All this other stuff. James Hurst is now dealing with doing the same thing. However, there are some teams that say he's good. So now you're starting to hear about a second round, maybe a late first round. I'm calling bullshit. Oakland's taking their guy right here. They're not messing around. He's going to be the future. I think he's a total threat. And just to remind everyone, I don't know if people have seen this guy since he was a redshirt freshman, Mm -hmm. you know, on Alabama in the FTC. But this guy came in as a rookie, dominated for three years. Well, two years, essentially. He's been to three finals, collegiate finals. He's been to one semifinals. This guy is a winner. He's literally so his first year he lost to Clemson yep. as a rookie. You yep. know, yeah, sucks. I that. But but he got him. Year two he carries them to the finals, gets pulled at halftime, handles it like a champ. Tua comes in and wins a close yep. game in overtime. So he's a he's a yeah, champion definitely. right there. Next season he's a junior. He stays on the team doesn't transfer, ultimate teammate, ultimate competitor. He just swallows it up and does yep. what he can for the team. And then playoff time, Tua gets injured, and who's there to save the day? Jalen Hurst. So when he goes to Oklahoma, obviously dominates, has a legendary season. I see this dude as a winner. I think he's a uh, so underrated Lock it up, nineteenth yeah, pick. Let's go. You know, Gruden loves quarterbacks, so yeah, absolutely. Let's give let's give yeah, the guy no, some love. Yeah, no, I think I think he's definitely being slept on. Pulling twenty. Yeah. Uh, let's see, twentieth pick. So this is the Jags um, picking for the second time, right, Adam? Yep. This will be the second pick in this round. So I had them taking. Uh, Trayvon Diggs, cornerback out of Alabama. Um, again, similar to Henderson, they just kind of say he's he's got that uh, cornerback one makeup. Um, you know, he's just a b- big, strong guy, solid downfield speed. Um, and don't forget, I think if you – I actually saw this today. I believe Alabama has, like, the most players drafted – in the last five five or so years or something. I mean, they just obviously seem to be one of the top uh, producers of NFL talent. Most, you know, most Alabama picks turn out to be some, you know, some strong, productive type role in the NFL. So the reason I had the Jags taking uh, Trayvon Diggs here for a corner is one, uh, they got rid of Jalen Ramsey last year when they sent him over to the Rams. And then this offseason, they got rid of A.J. Boye, their other corner. So this is definitely a, a need pick for them. Um, they need to address their secondary with this pick. And with a guy sitting on the board there at corner at this pick, I don't see how they don't take him. Uh, being that secondary is such such a big need for them at this point. So that's who I got them, them taking uh, as digs with this pick. What do you guys think? 
Yeah, I mean it makes sense. I mean the the mm. I mean they just got rid of everybody. I mean obviously right, right. losing, you know, they traded away AJ Bouye for a fifth round pick or a fourth a fourth round pick or something. For and a Denver bag got of a chips. steal in that. Yeah, like, <laughs> like what are you doing? And then to get rid of, you know, you didn't give Ramsey his Brinks truck. Yeah, um, I just. Well, I don't know what the fuck is going on. So, I mean, they might go tight end here. Who knows? Yeah, um, you never really know with the Jags. <laughs> like, um, yeah. it, it would make sense going corner here for sure. Right. Yeah. So, my my pick here, I do like those picks. I think it's a huge need. I definitely mm-hmm. see defense. With this pick, I kind of had the stability mindset. Um they literally have had a revolving core of defense. They literally, not too long ago, what was it, two, three seasons ago, they were literally one of the best mm-hmm. defenses in the league. Now they are so bad. They have so many yep. goals. I mean, they're about to get rid of another good player. Um, and I look at Kenneth Murray right here filling a lot of their needs. I think you're talking leadership. I think you're talking playmaker. Um, he's versatile. I think uh, – Hopefully he's a step in the right direction for them. Yeah, Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. All right. So moving on, um, I have T Higgins going, um, you know, to the Eagles at twenty-one. Um, I mean, they they they're gonna need. They're, they're not getting. They just lost Nelson Aguilar, like we talked about. Um, what's it called? Alshon Jeffrey isn't getting any younger. Um, he's regressed. I think they need for Carson Wentz's style of play and for Doug Peterson's play calling, they're going to need a number one receiver, um, to step in here, especially where you have Miles Sanders going now. Um, you're going to have a young core. Um, and obviously, you know, Carson Wentz is still, you know, young, you're going to need someone to be with Carson Wentz for a while. If you're still, um, you know, with Carson Wentz and he get comes up for another big contract or whatnot, you're going to need mm-hmm. to give him someone number one. So T Higgins, I think could be it. Um, I think this guy could take a little longer, maybe an extra year or two to develop into the, the receiver he needs to be. I don't think he's going to come out like a Henry Ruggs or a Jerry Judy and make an immediate explosive impact. Like I could, I could see Jerry Judy having an 80 catch season next year, 90 catch season, no problem as a rookie. Uh, do I see that with T. Higgins? No, but do I think the guy has a high enough ceiling to, um, you know, learn and and, and just mm-hmm. understand, and then maybe in the sophomore year or the year after explode? So I think you know for the Carson Wentz's style of play, I feel like the Eagles are going to be. This could be a team that moves up to get maybe one of those other receivers that we already have drafted. Um, I just think they need that 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 big of help at receiver right now for Carson Wentz. So I agree. I think wide receiver is the biggest position in need. Um, I got them taking Justin Jefferson here from LSU. Um, I think he actually fits perfectly what they're trying to do between um, Aguilar, Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson. Wentz has literally had no stability other than Ertz and Goddard as tight end. So, I mean, the way to see it, Justin Jefferson at 21. If they can get him there, it's literally best case scenario. He's he's the most polished guy, um, you know, that's still on the board. I actually think he's a better receiver than Henry Ruggs, even though I put Henry Ruggs at 15. Um, I, 
I think Justin Jefferson's more the, the full package. Um, guy blazed at the combine. People always said he was slow. So that's one thing he showed right there, that he wasn't slow at all. I think he's the perfect receiver in today's NFL. You can literally play him in the slot. He's a big slot. You can move him outside. He's literally good everywhere. So I actually love that pick of them if they can pull it off. Excellent. So let's picks 11 to 22. So we're going to do the next week. We're going to do the back half. We're going to do picks 22 to 32, um, which the Dolphins pick again. Um, uh, you know, pick so 20 at 22, you have Minnesota 23. We have the Patriots um, 24. Yeah. We have the Saints 25. You have the Vikings again. So the Vikings have uh, two picks um, re- very early in this, um, you know, this um, lower third half of the draft. Then the Dolphins with their third pick at 26. Um, and then we get into the, the Super Bowl contenders here with um, you're going to have Seattle at 27, Ravens at 28. Titans at 29, uh, the Packers at 30. A uh, lot of talk of the Packers going QB at 30, um, which is surprising uh, to hear. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so. I saw that in yeah. a couple mocks, actually. I yeah, I, I mean, do Jaylen they do first. what they did with Rodgers? And, you know, they have them learn from, you know, behind Brett Favre for a few years. So that could be interesting. Then you have the um, – you have San Fran and then the Super Bowl champs at 32, Kansas City. So those are going to be interesting picks, especially for, um, you know, San Fran having another pick, uh, having been in the Super Bowl and having two first rounders. Um, you know, obviously they have the early th- uh, first rounder from getting rid of um, um, DeForest Buckner. Um, and then you have the Super Bowl champs. So the champs going to give Mahomes another weapon or so. So. Any closing thoughts before we end this episode, guys? Any bold predictions for the draft? Um, okay. I, I got one for you guys. Yeah, what do you got? Over, under. Over, under. Six wide receivers taken in the first round. Um, ooh. I'm going to say under. That's interesting. But, but I can see six or seven going. I'm, I, I, yeah. I'm going over. I think it's six yeah. or seven. I do. Yeah, I could see like um, five, yeah, five gonna... six, seven receivers being drafted, but. <laughs> I'm going to go under here. I'm going to say yeah. six or yeah. under. So I'm going to say under here. Yeah, that's, what, that's um, where I'm at. Yeah, I could see five, six being the, the, like the ceiling. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's always that chance. We yeah. don't know. You know, mm-hmm. um, it could be interesting. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say um, the Dolphins trade picks 18 and 26 to move up, and they're going to have two top 10 picks. That would get them their stud offensive tackle and their yeah. stud quarterback if they play it right. That would be something. I think they're going to use those two picks um, to move up into the top 10 again. That would be something. Pool, and you got anything? Any bold predictions? Yeah. Uh, I think I got two a fever. He's going to be the best quarterback drafted in this year's draft. <laughs> yeah, he's coming around. Yeah. 
That, yeah, that, well, I'm a huge that, that, that's, fan, that's, that's, that's a big if. If he goes to the right place and, you know, you got to end up in the right situation, especially quarterbacks, like you know how quick the window can open and close. But I think if he ends up in the right situation, um, we could be looking at another potentially Russell Wilson-ish, Pat Holmes-ish type quarterback. Um I'm excited to see where he goes, and hopefully, you know, we'll be watching him on Sundays. Absolutely. Well, from Audible's podcast on behalf of BP and Jared, thanks again for being on, man. Uh, Can't wait to have you on next week again to close out this draft. Um, So much fun having you on. This is great stuff. So um, we're going to do 22 to 32. Um, it's going to be interesting. We'll do it right before the draft and we're going to have some good content coming out. So thank you all for listening. Stay tuned for more and we'll see you next week.